Welcome to the official 2024 Adelaide Fringe podcast. Mix 102.3's Fringe Fix. Explore Australia's biggest arts festival, Adelaide Fringe. Feb 16 to March 17. Tickets at adelaidefringe.com.au. Sarah Louise Young, thank you very much for coming in. Thanks for having me, Eddie. I saw your show last year, An Evening with Kate Bush. An Evening Without Kate Bush. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> but therein lies the heart of the show. Is she there or is she not? This is my first Adelaide Fringe. I've been very lucky. I've done the Adelaide Cabaret Festival four times. This is my first summer in Australia. And I have, all my grandparents are Australian, but I am the great white beached whale. It's, I love it. It's great. The whole of the whole of Australia is now experiencing the perimenopause, so I'm happy. <laughs> My temperature has aligned with the rest of the country. It's good. I love it. Are you likening Australia today to a middle-aged, menopausal, talented woman? Yes, I am. Good. <laughs> <laughs> what do you love most about your show? I love the audience. The whole show is a love letter to the fans. Of course, I love Kate Bush. I grew up with Wuthering Heights, Running Up That Hill, all of those songs. But every show is tailored to the audience in the room. And for me as a performer, I never get bored. I never get complacent. I love work that is made with genuine love and a touch of jeopardy. And what's the jeopardy? I don't know what kind of an audience I have until I get out there. I ask the fans at the start of the show what their favorite songs are. And that information is kind of woven into the show. So I really, really don't know. And for me, there's certain points in the show where the tone of it is really affected by the contributions of the audience. And I love that. That keeps me on my toes. If you could write a one sentence review of your show, what would it be? It's such a hard thing to define the show. It is a joyful, playful, musical, anarchic celebration of the Kate Bush's music seen through the eyes of her fans, including costume changes, wig changes and uh, opt-in audience participation. The thing that gets said to me most often when people come out of the show, because I always do a meet and greet at the end, is that was nothing at all like what I was expecting, but it was better. And it's really hard to sell someone a show without giving too many. I actually had to ask a reviewer this morning to take out a line from their review because they gave away something that's a real kind of part of the surprise of the show. They were very sweet and they retracted it. But yeah, it's kind of hard to to describe it. It's love. Do you have a pre-show ritual for this show? Stretching. (laughs) Really? Yes. There is more movement in this piece than I've done in any other show. So lots of stretching. But for me, it's about, and obviously vocal warm-up, because it's a huge, uh, the range of her songs, they're massive. So physically, I have to look after myself. But also, I just love to check in with the team in the room. So although I'm a solo performer, it isn't a solo show. I have someone operating sound and light, someone keeping an eye on microphones. And I always say to them, before I work with them for the first time, this is our show. Because without them, I can't do anything at all. And the other thing I like to do is listen to the audience. So if I can get into the wings sort of five minutes before and just kind of tune into the energy and the atmosphere in the room, that helps me get into the vibe. Our pre-show music is very carefully curated. They're all artists who either worked with Kate Bush or have been public about being inspired by Kate Bush. So that's also, that helps me. As soon as I hear Sledgehammer, I'm like, yep, okay, this show's happening. What celebrity would you love to see in the front row of your show entitled An Evening Without Kate Bush? Well, believe it or not, Kate Bush. Really? Yes, of course. Which one is she again? Um, I think she had a hit. Maybe she was like 19. <laughs> I would love her to see the show. People often ask me, has she seen the show? As far as I know, she has not. Her first cousin's seen it. Her backing singers have seen it. 
people who know her have seen it and I hope that message has got back that it's a loving tribute um, the only problem with her seeing it is that I think the audience would not be able to hold themselves together so she would have to come in full disguise I would expect her to arrive like kind of Miranda Richardson in the line the cross on the curve big mono brow or something but I genuinely I would love her to see it I'm sure that my legs would go to jelly but it would give me great joy. And when I made the show with Russell Lucas, who is the other, is the missing 50%, the invisible 50% of the show is my amazing collaborator. We always had in mind that this show has to be a show that if Kate Bush walked in, she would love it. And I, I like to think that she would. It's, it's got the spirit of her work. And I, I, I hope that she would find it, you know, touching. Do you see this show as a tribute to Kate Bush? It's a really good question. I struggle with the word tribute. And for a long time, I didn't have it anywhere on the marketing material we had a lovely review from the stage that said reinvents the tribute act and I thought I can take that and I think there is a sort of there's a kind of snobbery about the tribute act like it's the poor man's version of the performer but you look at the UK touring scene and tribute shows are keeping theatre on its feet I think there's so many different types of tributes there are those people who try to look and sound alike and a lot of those people are helping you time travel. You know, if the person you, they're tributing is dead or no longer tours, then they are, in a way, providing a service for the fans. Then you get people like Stephen Brinberg, who's been doing Barbara Streisand for decades. And Barbara wasn't touring. And here's Stephen Brinberg being Barbara, but also bringing to it the joyful extra edge that this is a man. He, you know, famously duets with himself um, on, in the show. So I... I'm really open to exploring what, and I'm, I'm making a new show which is called Tribute Act because I'm fascinated by what it is for someone to spend their whole life playing someone else. Now, I don't want to do that. That doesn't satisfy me as an artist. And also, there is only one Kate Bush. You know, no one will ever sound like her. There are amazing tribute acts out there. Cloud busting is brilliant. I think that's Mandy Watson is amazing and that's probably the closest you'll get to, to hearing Kate Bush. But for me... A tribute is a place to explore more than just the music and the imagery. It's exploring the relationship that we as the fans have with that music. And that to me is creating something that is inspired by the music, but it's its own piece of art, its own piece of standalone art. And I don't personally find that I want to go and see someone just trying to imitate the artist. But nor do I think I'm better than that or that the show is more important. It's just different. Would you class yourself as a tribute act? Or is there another word that you use? Alt-tribute. Alt-tribute? Yeah. So just a left-of-centre tribute. Yeah. Neo-tribute. <laughs> Neo-tribute. We can be a neo-tribute if you like. <laughs> That's so mysterious. Uh, <laughs> Sarah Louise Young, thank you very much. Thank you, Eddie. And you can catch an evening without Kate Bush with Sarah Louise Young at the Garden of Unearthly Delights from Friday the 16th till Sunday the 22nd of March. How y'all feeling right now? Love the episode? Share the love on your socials and tag Mix1023. Leave a review and subscribe so you never miss a Mix102.3 Fringe Fix. Explore Australia's biggest arts festival, Adelaide Fringe, Feb 16 to March 17. Tickets at adelaidefringe.com.au.